All right, that's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Make a note of this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. One of these times, I'm just going to open the episode with you actually singing the opening theme song, <laughs> and that's just going to be it. Uh, uh, it wouldn't be the first time, and it definitely mm-hmm. will not be mm-hmm. the last time, if you okay. catch my grift. <laughs> oh, are you saying you did it right now? What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Uh, Hello, Internet Dwellers, and, <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library, <laughs> the podcast where that man and this guy sit and watch mm-hmm, Disney movies mm-hmm, and talk mm-hmm. about them. I am Jeff, one of your TC Dewitt. And that's TC just Jeff jumping, jump, and, yep. <laughs> Okay. Woo! Are you trying to make this episode opening be weird so we redo it? Is that your plan? Maybe. <laughs> I'll tell you when we I I'll tell you when you post the episode. Oh, interest in, interesting? Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, TC. Hello, Jeff. We're back. We had a little week we off there uh, for yep, for uh... whatever. But uh, you know what's funny? If anyone listens to these archived, we didn't take a week off. And we're no. talking about taking a week off. And people are like, what are you talking about? I, listened, I just went straight to the next episode. But you know what? I do that with podcasts all the time. I, I'll, I'll go back and I'll listen to back catalog of episodes to get myself caught up. And they'll talk about how, like, well, man, it's been like nine months since our last episode. And boy, <laughs> it's I, been I don't nine know what minutes. And, it's been nine minutes. Yeah, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I know I stopped it when I went and got food, but I came back and you were still talking. I mean, <laughs> come on, it hasn't been nine months. So if they can do it, TC, it is we the can. like the accepted norm that mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. as well. Well, here we, we are. Well back again to talk about Disney Animation Studios Library. We've started with Snow White. We're working our way to mm-hmm. Moana. It's a very specific yes. list. We won't be watching Song of the South. Stop tweeting at me. <laughs> Stop asking. After all this time, we're oh, still boy. being asked. I, at this point, I think... the list of movies, people. I think, I think people are trolling me at this point, if I'm being honest. I, I think they might be as well. <laughs> they totally would not be the actual troll. What are, what are we watching? What did we watch, Jeff? What are we doing? Well, this week, we watched the 1998 number 36 film on our 36. list. Mulan. I was going to sing uh, the entire um, Make a Man Out of You, but <laughs> I thought we would then get flagged <laughs> So you, <laughs> if you, this went up on YouTube. You know no, what, Jeff? Yeah. We would have gotten flagged because you would have sang it so well. Little yeah. known fact, I actually am Donny Osmond. It's a that's that is a don't with the current looks of Jeff Bell. Oh well, oh Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. I was gonna say Chris Hemsworth, but it's okay. Jeff has my name that I sign. It's it's fine. Don't worry. Tear. So move on. So here's a movie that I haven't seen except for the song "I'll Make a Man Out of You." Yeah, which I know by heart, by the way. It's the. I mean, jumping right into it, the "I'll Make a Man Out of You" is one of the best. One of the best Disney songs. It's got to be in the top. Oh, Top few, right? So you've never seen it. You knew the song, but you've never actually seen the movie. I, right. I I have seen the movie. I've seen it multiple times. In fact, my living room in the place I lived at 
after I moved out of the dorms from college was red and black uh, theme. Like uh, decor was red and black, and I had a okay. frame. I had a framed Mulan poster hanging above my TV. <laughs> Boy, TC, when you go all out in your decorating, mm-hmm. you you go mm-hmm. all out. You theme it to a movie poster. It's true. It's true. I hung the poster first, and I was like, we can have nothing but red and black in here. Actually, looking around my room now, it's a lot of red and black. Maybe I should rehang that Mulan poster. <laughs> you might as well, because then people will think that you did it on purpose. <laughs> I don't even remember how I got that poster, because I I was still in high school in 98. <laughs> I was saying ninety eight, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that would be pre pre theater days, I'm assuming. Right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've I have seen this movie, obviously that I qualify as a fan by the simple fact that I used to hang a poster up of it, uh, <laughs> and but, apparently decorate your entire room off mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and dress as a geisha. No, that's uh, oh that. oh, your RTC. <laughs> are you currently dressed as a geisha? <laughs> I am. These shoes are so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, mm-hmm. I am currently dressed as Mushu. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, since this was your first experience watching it, uh, remind the folks what this movie's about. So, oh, what? That's mean. <laughs> you totally didn't tell me you were going to do that. Uh, well, basically, uh, long premise short, actually not even that long of a premise, uh, the, uh, the the Hun, the Hun? Mm-hmm. Let's get right. down to business Are coming, to defeat the Huns. Let's get down to business. Defeat the Huns. Uh, they're on their way. They're, they're starting to attack. So what they do is the, they, they call up an army where all the, the men of the families, or like the, at least one man from every family, are called into army, are call, called into service. Mulan, wanting to prove herself, Mulan is a female who admittedly are kind of based upon just kind of her clumsiness and how she acts in the beginning, doesn't feel like she'll ever make a good wife. She wants to do more with her life. Very classic Disney princess S kind of like I can do or like kinda. more recent kind of Disney or, or Disney female princess characters were like I can do more with my life I don't have to be just this mm-hmm. I don't want to be just a wife I I can I'm stronger than um than you think I am blah blah blah, 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 blah. Uh, sorry that blah 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 <laughs> not intended that was just me <laughs> trying to wrap up all the thoughts that I had in my head um uh, but uh, the 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 concept of uh uh, the the woman who or she uh, Mulan wants to go off and fight the war instead, so she actually disguises herself as a man mm-hmm. and takes her because her father is going to get called in, takes her father's place and goes off to fight uh, in the war. And it's not realized until two thirds of the way through the film mm-hmm. by the people surrounding her that she is in fact a woman. A woman? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is based on the true story, the Ballad of Fa Mulan, the Chinese folk hero. She was an, she was a real human being. This was a this is a real story. Uh, the only difference between obviously there wasn't a little dragon involved, but in terms of of <laughs> plot structure, the only difference between what happens in the Disney animated movie and what happened in reality is she wasn't discovered to be a female until the war was over, and she had already received all her medals and has been, had been honored by her her fellow troops and led military uh, uh, campaigns. And she went home to her farm, and when her friends came looking for her, that's when they came to the farm and were like, Hey, Mul- Poe, you're a woman. <laughs> were, you always the- were you always a woman? I don't were remember you, you being a woman? a woman. I don't remember you always being a woman. <laughs> that would blow my mind a little bit, I feel like. I, I feel like, I'd be- but at the same time, I'd be like, well, dang, you did a fantastic job of convincing me that yeah, you were a man, because I could not see it. I, I spent all this time with you. I did not see it. 
Good uh, on you, Mulan. There, Good there's on a, you. <laughs> there's this, this is, and this isn't like a rare case. There's there are there are stories in every major war in the world throughout world mm-hmm. history where a a portion of a a, a a noticeable fraction of the male soldiers that went into battle were actually women in disguise. The Civil War, World War Two, World War One. That that every major war across history is filled with women who wanted to fight. And uh, Mulan's a great example of of the empowerment of a, a woman making that decision for for whatever reason she may have made it. But um, yeah. So what did you think of the movie? Let's get let's 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 do this. So uh, let's do it. Let's 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 just get into I, the thick I, of it. I'm right curious now. to see. I'm curious to see how you feel about this. I have no preconceived notions on this because I I watched it last week before we were going to record, and I watched it again mm-hmm. uh, yesterday just to refresh my mind. And I have no pre. I don't. I don't know how you're going to land on this. And I'm I'm <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns on how I feel about this. You will not sway me, Jeff. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure, TZ? <laughs> In fact, everything mm. I'm saying, I wrote. I am. I am completely <laughs> scripted today. So stick to the script. Everything. You didn't send me the script, though. Oh no, you're fine. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna go off script then, and hopefully, me going off script, script is going your on script. script. Okay. Good. Okay, so I'm so still on, so script. on script. Good. Good. Yep. yep. <laughs> wow, you're doing great, Jeff. Okay. I, I hey. I may not memorize lines real well, but I can I can read scripts. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> this movie uh, I I so I went into it I went into it with an open mind, mm-hmm. um, coming uh, you know just kind of coming off of Hercules, where I did I did go into it with an open mind, but I lost interest in it halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulan, on the other hand, like I was like, no, okay, nope, I want to watch this. I wanna I wanna I wanna give it all my attention. And uh, mm-hmm. I did. Not that I didn't for Hercules, but I did. Well, I did give it all my attention, and it, it, it kept me very intrigued. It, it, it bounced around a little bit at first because I thought I kind of had it figured out for the type of movie it was. Right. Uh, in the first like fifteen minutes, because it, it did come off a little more, a little more Pocahontas serious, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. But but then once. The ghost grandfather showed up. I went, oh, oh, this movie's not that at all. Okay, because like it, 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 it was, it's different than 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 the Living Tree from Pocahontas, where I was just like, that's confusing. I don't, I don't get it. But once I realized that, oh no, the ghost is in it, and then I remembered Eddie Murphy was in it, and I went, mm-hmm. oh, okay, okay, this is this is a goofier type Disney film, isn't yeah, it? In spots, yeah. and and I, I, I. Once I realized, like, that's the type of movie I'm in, I'm like, okay. And I was on board with it for, yeah, pretty much the entire film. I I rather enjoyed this movie. <laughs> there you go. Okay, cool. Let's go to Eddie Murphy first because this that's in, – in sitting down to rewatch this, it's been quite a few years since I watched this. In sitting down to rewatch it, I was a little nervous because I've been in defense of Mushu for quite some time. You know how I feel about Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> so yep. yeah. I, I, uh, I'm not a fan, to put it, to put it lightly. <laughs> um, and so I was worried going back to this with my ugh, dislike of, of the Shrek movies and Donkey affect how I feel about Mushu. And maybe, maybe for a split second, I was like, okay, here we go. But Eddie Murphy is on point in this. The Mushu the Dragon <laughs> is written so right, and he and he does not ever cross the line into that. Okay, 
dial it back there, Mr. Murphy. Like he, this right. is the this is the first voice acting role he ever had. Uh, this is what led him to even doing Donkey in the in in the in the future. But he's not over. He's not being self indulgent in any of the things that he's doing. There's certainly some riffing happening here. But this is. This is this is good Eddie Murphy and Mushu as Mushu as a Mushu as a character is a great character. Uh, uh, he, he, there was even confusion from the higher ups of of Disney. Not we obviously don't have Katzenberg anymore, but producers saying uh, we can't have a giant dragon be the sidekick to Mulan. How are we going to pull that off? And and it took someone who oh understands uh, how Chinese um, uh, fantasy and, and folklore's work. Dragons in Chinese culture can be any size. They can be, <laughs> they can be tiny. Dragons in Chinese folklore can be the size of your palm. It's the European dragons that are giants, and people often mistake those two. Like European dragons are usually monsters that need to be defeated. Chinese uh, folklore dragons are are very often heroes and mentors and exactly what Mushu does in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which then begs the question, is Donkey Mushu in another (laughs) life? And the reason why the dragon falls in love with Donkey Mm -hmm. is because he sent, she sensed that he was a dragon. You (gasps) may be onto something here. And I think we are making an interconnected animated film universe. What I think you might be onto is I don't want to talk about Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. That that is funny that that donkey ends up with a dragon in Shrek. (laughs) We're going to call it the plastic universe um, instead of the dark universe. No, I, I, I do. I am. I'm fully on board with what you're saying. And it definitely Eddie Murphy in this film came off. This is, this is the Eddie Murphy that I remember of growing up. This is the, Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, this like is the this first is one. good Eddie Murphy. People, people. This is good. This is trading places, Eddie Murphy. This is is this is coming to America. It's that Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Whereas Donkey is the Haunted Mansion, <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh God. And Pluto Nash, the Eddie paycheck, Murphy, the paycheck, Eddie the Murphy. paycheck, Eddie Murphy. That was just there to get a paycheck and to go about his life. Like it's that is that type of humor this, I, I did get a little bit and I guess this this is kind of this is this is more obvious because we're still in that time era or this era um, of movies that when Eddie Murphy first shows up I, I I got a little bit of like it almost felt like a little bit of Robin Williams was was mixed in there of just yeah yeah, yeah. the tone and the energy but then it, it very much so became like no no that's this is just Eddie Murphy this is just the type of of it's this type of character. This, it's that over-the-top, silly, goofy, sarcastic, right. you know, personality change on a dime type of character. <laughs> well, I, that, I I don't know necessarily personality switch on a dime, but you are right. He does fall into the same uh, capacity that Genie, that Robin set the standard for. If you look at, obviously, we've mentioned John Candy before. Jason Alexander's mm-hmm. my new whipping boy. My whipping goyle. <laughs> my whipping goyle. I'm going to call him my whipping goyle. Ah, um, whipping goyle. But it, this this may be a stretch. This may be me looking too much into the performance vocally. But uh, for for a good portion of his latter, the latter half of his career, Eddie Murphy's wanted to be taken serious as an actor. In fact, he's done mm-hmm. with he's done with comedies. He's after Tower Heist. I think he was like, I'm done doing comedies. He wants to be dreams, dream girls. He wants to be taken seriously. He wants to be a legitimate actor. And I feel like just because of the restraint in what Mushu's performance is, I feel like he was he was genuinely giving it his all. To, to bring something to Mushu as a character. Mushu's great on the page, but he's he's brought to life so well by Eddie Murphy. So 
I, oh yeah. And 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 every single time he was on ca- uh, he was on camera, he was not a character that ever like like wore on me. He I, it wasn't it wasn't one of those points where when he'd show up again, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> more of this. Yeah, more of this. Much <laughs> unfortunately, like Donkey um, yeah. does in the Shrek films, it, it, it never got like that. I, I was legitimately like, <laughs> I was on edge. Be like, what are you gonna say now, you weird little dragon? It, and he's um, teamed up amazingly. <laughs> I love because he's he's though he drives the plot. He's the mentor character for looking at screen at story structure. But I love that he's mm-hmm. teamed up with the Lucky Cricket. Yeah, <laughs> you're not lucky. You ain't lucky. You <laughs> lied to me. <laughs> oh man, some of the lines. Just seriously, some of the, some of the lines that that he has in this movie. I I opened this week's episode with uh, the the what is it like the the curse on you, the curse on your cow, like that. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. the stupid, <laughs> just. Did, but oh, there was too many good quotes to pull from oh, too. Yeah. Uh, like, I just yeah. I I loved it. It was so on point. It was perfect. It was the right amount of comedy mm-hmm. right when you needed the comedy. And there and there's a great balance between comedy and the drama of this story. And and that's oh, yeah. that, that is something that I've been bringing up consistently in the past several episodes is that tonal inconsistency that we get when you try to to balance some comedic lighthearted levity, like some levity into a movie that has a lot of dramatic tension to it. And this is the pocket. They've hit the pocket here with how Mulan balances the humor with the drama. Now the drama on its surface, when you look at the plot, a girl dresses up like a guy to fight the Huns. She'd almost, they almost defeat her and the, and the Chinese army only to be defeated. She returns home. That's as simple as you can state the plot. But there's oh, so fine, TC. I understand my <laughs> synopsis of the film wasn't Dude, nearly good enough, so was... let me just revise it. <laughs> girl dresses boy. Boy goes to fight. Boy comes home as girl. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nailed it. You made it Better. even simpler. Oh, my gosh, Jeff. <laughs> uh, girl, girl, boy, girl. Girl, boy, girl. There. Make it any <laughs> make it any simpler than that. It's just visual. Girl. You're just visual. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. As simple as that plot, <laughs> as simple as that plot, babe, you just you're just holding up a pink card, a blue card, and a pink card. You're not even saying anything anymore. Not even saying words. <laughs> as simple as that plot may be, there's a lot of fine, detailed nuance in every character and every beat of this movie. That where the comedy is placed is placed. Yep. It's perfectly placed. Where the the dramatic shifts happen, like. Singing, singing a, a song such as oh, "A Girl Worth Fighting For," a girl worth mm-hmm. fighting for. I want a girl who can cook. I want a girl who can clean. I want a girl who makes me, you know, makes me feel happy. And then to 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 have the humor in there of like, what about a girl who thinks for herself? Nah, like that's it's all very humorous. <laughs> it yep. plays to the themes of of the movie itself, uh, which I do have a, a very good comment about the femininity feminists angle of this film but then to like end that song on a hard on a mid beat to find the burned down village and it's not it doesn't have that jarring sudden shift in tone it feels natural it feel it's a very uh comfortable shift from that this is why we're fighting war to oh my god this is this is the war we're fighting right Mm -hmm. and that's that that balances through the whole movie where you can have Mushu trying to wake the the great the stone dragon and and then having Mulan having the the 
the struggle to to make the decision to to fight for her father like every time there's a shift it works and that's not something that we've seen in the that that's something that I've been pointing out the tonal inconsistency right and then there's there's going along with the music since we're kind of since you brought up the songs the the in a lot of the movies that we've had the songs have just been good songs mm-hmm. you know they've been clever they've been you know they've been fun and some of them do further the plot a little bit but uh but there's not a there's not a a lot of them that have that deep, deep meaning to them. And as many times as I've ever listened to I'll Make a Man Out of You, it honestly wasn't until I was actually watching it in the film that I went, damn, that is a clever song because it has multiple meanings. I, I Honestly, and, and I feel like such an idiot. I honestly <laughs> feel like such an idiot for this not registering in my head. But I went, that is so clever. That is such a... A smart, like, you know, he's singing it because of of uh, that he's trying to shape up the men and actually mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. men out of them, and they're not really men. But it's also, you know, in, obviously reflective of, oh, well, he's going to make a man out of Mulan, you know, because... And, and then when, they all, when they're all sneaking back in later on and there's a reprise of it, but they're all dressed up as women. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, I'm like, oh, that's so just, it's, oh, I love what you're doing with this song. It's yeah. so well it's, done, it's so a, well crafted. It's a great song to begin with, but then to actually see the visual realization of it is great because it's a wonderful montage song. It might be, it might be one of the best montage songs we've had in this library mm-hmm. so far. I can't even, th- I mean, Hercules, uh, his... Um, uh, so uh, Phil's song, right? I'm down to mm-hmm. one last hope. That's a great. That's a pretty good montage song. You get, but it pops through without any gravity, and it doesn't really push any themes. Whereas I'll make a man out of you. It is a montage of of Mulan. You know, like the montage song song says, you show a passage of time, and you get better as you yep. go along. But but to di- then you go another layer deeper, and you listen to the words. Okay, he's talking. He's the the gender roles in this. And the pointing at the gender roles of this is, is so fascinating to me because everyone has, everyone says a lot of sexist gender dynamics of 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 culture just in general, not just Chinese sixth century. Um, mm-hmm. But Mulan just gets better as a as a soldier, and to the point where she's beating everybody. So he right. he didn't he oh sure he he quote unquote made a man out of her, but she rose above whatever that standard may be to become mm-hmm. the best. And he even tried to like turn her away even when she was continuing to kick ass until she yeah. had to climb up, grab that arrow and shoot it down at him. Um, and it's, that's, it's great song, but great visual, like in the movie itself, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, I do want to, I do. I also want to bring up uh, the song reflection. Oh, because yes. Oh boy. Yeah. I have, I have never heard that song before. Really? Oh my gosh! So, uh, the listeners may not know this. Uh, I actually was surprised as well. I thought Christina Aguilera gained her fame because of Genie in a Bottle. I thought she was mm-hmm. just this prepackaged Disney star who who made her breakout hit with that single. No, Reflections was the first single she had ever released as a, as a singer, and that's what got her her record deal <laughs> to then give us Genie in a Bottle and everything she is now. And, and and I see, and I, I was right there in the same boat. It was afterwards because I'm like, well, that's a kind of a fun song, and mm-hmm. and then I did that. I read the trivia after after I was done watching the film, as I usually do, and I'm bossing through that, going, oh, I didn't. Oh, she said, oh, oh wait, that's from like, and it just it all started clicking. <laughs> I went, oh, I I know 
of a song called Reflections uh, by Christina. I've, I don't think I've ever actually heard that one either, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was it all started clicking, and then I realized like, yeah, no, that that song, man, that is. Oh, that is such a great start to a movie. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's in the first few minutes. It really it's the I want song. She she's yep. stating her desires. God, there's so much I want to say. Like, well, first I will say the song is too short. <laughs> like yes. The, the, oh yes, it the, is. The single version of it is twice as long, and it's this, it's such a gorgeous song. The the meaning behind it, it's it's so wonderful. Uh, the lyrics in it are beautiful. And it it goes by too quickly in the film, if I'm being honest. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it's if you really pay attention, if especially watching it twice in the two weeks that that we leading up to this recording, um, I can get everything from it that's supposed to be there. But in my first rewatching of it, just just last week, I was like, oh, this song's too short. That song's so beautiful, and and what she's saying is so. But there's a great pace to this film, and I'm not. I'm not giving it demerits because it didn't lengthen that song. I just wish there was a no. little more, more to it because it's so good. I I was actually surprised that we got to uh, to Milan, you know, deciding to be the man or to, to dress up as a man and to go off to fight the war. I was actually surprised we got to that as quick as we did mm-hmm. because, again, not knowing what the pacing of this film was, I was kind of like, oh, that's going to be something she's going to decide to do like 45 minutes into the no, film. No. <laughs> after all of this stuff, like, led, like, finally pushed her to going, okay, I need to just dress up as a man to do that, to, to, to fight the war. Nope. And then the last 45 minutes would have been her fighting and, and training and all that. But the fact that, that she got right into the whole like nope I have to change into the man because again I didn't know Mushu was a character I thought we were just gonna be following Mulan you know and maybe the bug I'm like oh okay that's that the the <laughs> the, the the bug is gonna be was it what was it again is it a cricket. flea is it a grasshopper Cr- cricket. cricket thank cricket. you he's a lucky cricket um, lucky cricket that's right uh, but like I I just assumed that was it I thought I, I assumed that was the characters I thought mm-hmm. we had been introduced to everybody and and. We were just moving on. I mean, right down to the fact that I, when, I, when I realized, I was like, oh, no, we're, we're moving pretty quickly here is during Mulan's um, very Home Alone-esque booby trapping. Um, or not, uh, not sorry, uh, her, like, getting changed moment. <laughs> where <laughs> oh, she's, it's like, the deciding to... Belts, gloves, helmet, yep. sword, hair. Right. <laughs> it, it, it felt very much so like the Home Alone booby trapping sequence, right down to the music that they kind of... Because it got to this weird, like, synth score going yeah, on for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is... I'm like, what's... This is weird, right? Anybody else see this? And yeah, I, like, actually, oh. yeah it's... Uh, actually, and then I'll, the ghost I'll, grandfather showed up, so anyways. <laughs> you know I, I, I do want to jump on the music real quick there, is that uh, Jer- mm. uh, uh, Jerry Goldsmith did the score for this. And that is the one little like dated synth moment when she's when she's like preparing herself where I was like, <laughs> that, that that's just a weird little thing. But at the same time, Goldsmith is one of the he is one of the best. Uh, if, if you might not know, know him, but he's at a level of John Williams. The only, oh, only yeah. thing I would say people would automatically know him for is he created the theme for Star Trek, not the original series, but the, the theme song from Next Generation that has been the theme up until 2008. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's one of those, he's one of those where once you start, like if you, if you go to uh, his IMDb page yeah, and you start just looking through it, you go, Oh, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like he did like the original total recall and gremlins mm-hmm. and like basic instinct <laughs> and poltergeist. And he did alien. Yeah. He, oh, he yeah, did the very right. first yep. alien. He, so it, it's, it's stuff like that. You go, Oh, Oh, he's done a lot of stuff I've seen over the years. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and this movie, his score for this was the last 
major nomination he ever received. And he's still, I think he's still working to this day, but Mulan was the last major, he got a Golden Globe nomination for Best Original Score for this movie. Um, he died in 2004. Oh, okay. Thank you. So but, he unfortunately is not doing anything more these days, but... He's a, he's in the big orchestra pit in the sky now. And, uh, yep. And his music lives on in legend. Um, but it's a, it's it's such a great score. This is a score that I've had on my iPod for years because it's it's so moving and the musical numbers are great, but the score itself is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's just another one of those little pieces that in this film just it helps it 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 adds to it it doesn't try to like cover up anything crappy like you know it's not like well the movie was kind of bad but the score was good or yeah, 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 yeah. you know it just because that's definitely happened in a few cases oh. <laughs> where i love the score well you know way more than i love the movie yeah uh, boy that um let's let's talk about uh uh ming-na wen who is the voice of mulan let's talk about mulan herself um, you, people may know her as Agent May from Agents <laughs> yep. of Shield. Yeah, I I might have I might have squealed a little bit when I looked her up because I'm like I'm like oh that voice kind of sounds familiar. IMDb, it's May. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't I, know uh, she did an animated film. Yeah, I got a I got a bit of a crush on her. I gotta say, if I yeah, yeah I, I I like Agent May, but just her she, uh, Ming Na Wen as an actress is just so charismatic and wonderful to see. Oh, yeah. And her vocal performance in this is great. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. It, it's funny, too, because she's she's certainly not a teenager uh, when she did this. She was, <laughs> I think she's probably like near 30, and, and she she pulls off the the vocal performance this is, of this is is wonderful. It, it fits perfectly. Oh, yes. It doesn't, there's never a moment that, um, it, it, much like Eddie Murphy, where aside from that initial moment of his introduction, I'm not taken out by his vocal performance. I was never mm-hmm. taken out by... Um, Mulan's performance, or Donny Osmond, for that matter, who is one of the rare occasions of the voice actor doing his own singing. <laughs> and then also, uh, like I, I, Michael, we have to mention uh, Michael Ferrer as Shan Yu, the bad guy. Yes, because that man, again, for those of you who do not know, he actually just passed away just under a year ago. He passed away this year at sixty-one. Um, wow. But look him up. If you don't know who he who he is by name, look <laughs> him up, and you will recognize at least five films from his IMDb. <laughs> he was in the original RoboCop. I knew him from the Disney film Blank Check. About the, <laughs> he, right. he was the bad guy. He's the bad who guy. The kid he's the bad guy who who just writes who signs his name and just hands. Yeah, here's, the here's a million dollars. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But has such a gr- very unique voice, very, um, you know, uh, very, very just, just, just good villain. He mm-hmm, always played mm-hmm. a good bad guy, and he, he really just he brings that character to life. That character is animated so incredibly well. Oh yeah, as yeah. well. And he always doesn't, almost doesn't look human. Mm-hmm. You know, like he almost comes off a little like animal. Well, that's that's uh, that is know. a fair uh, observation because Shang Yu does not fall into the 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 enigmatic villains we've seen from like Scar and Jafar and Ursula. Like he's not mm-hmm. that at all. And more so he's a force of nature. Shang Yu does yes. not have an arc in this. He doesn't have, he, he's not, he's not. And that's amazing that the villain would be so 
base. He's just a force of nature character, right? We yep. don't. We don't. His motivations is he's evil. He's going to conquer the land. Yep. That's it. And yep. that's I was okay. Say, we're, we're back to we're back to the villain that is just evil. Yeah, it's like but, what, what does he want? We don't. He's just a bad guy. He's just evil. That's right. all you need to know. Move but on. it's but it's okay. It's not to a detriment yeah. of the. It's not a detriment to the film that he isn't more developed. He's he's perfect. One of the things I find most interesting about the villains in this uh, is that his team. He has three guys who are characters unto themselves. You never get their names. They don't have arcs, but you have the archer and you have his, his like uh, his his uh, hawk, right? He right, had. Right. There are just it's um it's similar to and this will be silly to compare it to, but to Die Hard, all the minions in Die Hard are individuals, and you can you can pick them out from each other. They're not nameless, faceless nobodies that are just there for the hero to take out. Uh, right. Though Shane Yu does have his thousands of, of soldiers, they smartly gave him a couple of recognizable faces that reoccur over the course of, of the movie. And and that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's he, all you need. It's, uh, it, yeah. And, and, and we're reminded of his, his looming presence, his, 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 his coming uh, at the proper moments. It's just like where the comedy is, is, strategically placed Shane Yu's movement getting closer and closer and closer is strategically placed as well you're never you're never like oh yeah him it's like just when you may have forgotten about him he's back and it's like oh yeah, yeah. that's that's the threat that's coming and that's de- that definitely happened while I was watching it. I had that exact same reaction to it because I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this is the villain. And then we move on to you know to Mulan and the world. And you do. I was just on that edge of forgetting about mm-hmm, him as the bad mm-hmm. guy. And then he shows back up again. And I went, oh, there oh, he yeah. is. And he's oh, coming. Oh, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, also um, just not to jump ahead a little bit. No, good, good. I enjoyed the fact that the end, he gets blown up by fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that may very very well be a Disney first right there. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> he did fall to we his have death. Not had, yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready because I'm like, oh, they're on top of a tower. Yep, He's gonna yep. totally fall to his death. And then they shot him with a with a firework and mm-hmm. he exploded. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, that's different. I'm okay with this. <laughs> something, something that sets Mulan apart really nicely. And she and she it's it's reminiscent of other heroines we've seen, other heroes we've seen in in this library so far, is that when it comes down to it, as much as she can be made a man out of, right, uh, what she wins on is her wits and her smarts. It, so yep. much so that that is accurate to the actual Mulan who successfully faked being a man through an entire war. An entire war. Like, her intelligence and her wit is what gets her through everything. Sure, there's the, the silly moment of dressing the other guys up as geishas to sneak in the sneak into the uh the fortress um into the the palace of the emperor and that's that's funny uh, it's a good mm-hmm. rep- rep- reprise of i'll make a man out of you but it's a she 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 can't defeat shane you in a hand-to-hand combat she was able to disarm him with a legitimate fan maneuver that is an actual right. move <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's a it's the culmination of all of all of her uh ideas and and having uh, Mushu there to back her up and blowing him up with some fireworks. Like, it's just, it's just great. It's just a great way to defeat the villain where I'm not like, oh, here's another one. Like you said, prepared to yeah. see him fall to his death. Yep. <laughs> she is so smart. 
despite being naked for like an eighth of this movie. <laughs> hey, we're back. When's the last time we had naked uh, uh, implied nudity? Huh, Jeff? Come on. I know. And you I know was, what? I was thrown for a loop when she went swimming, and then there's... The- and then she's in the water, and uh, the the short little one, uh, um, uh, Yao, uh, is like standing up on the rock, and because it's it's Harvey Firestein. Yeah, he's like ah yeah, like he's just I'm like you're David, looking between David, his legs. I have to call yeah. my mother. Oh David. my god. Oh my god. Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> the fully armed and operational Death Star. Yep. I always wanted him to redub the Emperor, because um, <laughs> that would be. So amazing. I'm I'm sorry. Unleash, Luke, Luke, unleash your fury. I can feel it. Oh oh God. Oh God. Unleash it, David. I, Luke, your name's David. Luke. Yeah. Sorry, I keep thinking of another movie. I have to default uh, to independence. Nudity. Nudity. We were talking about nudity, nudity, Jeff. Let's keep talking about nudity here. Let's, let's continue to talk about nudity and not a old Jewish fat man. Um mm-hmm. we uh we, we I, I I was I was very surprised. I was honestly very surprised that she I mean she's bathing, right? Yeah. Isn't that yeah, what yeah. she said she's doing? Right, right. And then the other guys come in, but I'm like there's a because like when that when when the other guys showed up, again, not knowing what it was gonna happen, when the other guys showed up, I'm like <laughs> How is she hiding herself right now? Like, she has a lily pad. She, yes, very appropriately placed lily pad when the when the gents jump in too. Mm-hmm. I noticed. Oh, excuse me, um, but like it felt very Austin Powersy for us for a very for for a, for a hot minute. It felt uh, very Austin Powersy. Uh. But uh, but I I was shocked at like how long that scene went on for. Nah, it's not a lot. It's just a couple minutes. <laughs> But then, uh, like later on, when um, uh, when uh, uh, was it Captain Shang came in, mm-hmm. and when he finds out that she's a woman, yeah, because um, she's got bandages across her chest, like, like it, there's just that moment of oh, 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 this, <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Like, <laughs> oh. uh, you're a woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're a woman. <laughs> what are th- what are uh, those? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know that little fat guy. You know how he's got boobs. All oh, right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if the movie can have nudity in it, I can say the word boob in the episode's mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> moobs, moobs. Boobs. So let's move away from nudity. Yeah, uh, yeah. As much as I, I don't want it, to. It was nice going to a new aesthetic. We are in an aesthetic yes. we've never we've never really seen before. I, the only time we'd seen China it was in the Whole New World montage, which... Mm-hmm. Um, Connected universe? No, I'm, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Although maybe, because Mushu does have, he does have time and dimensional humor. Because he talks about bunny sure. slippers, and he's, I mean, he's a magical dragon, so why couldn't he exist out of time and space, right? So, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which then means, is Genie a ghost? <clears throat> oh, gosh. Genie is, no, no, no. Genie's, <laughs> Genie's a different thing. Mushu's a dragon. It's nice to... Oh, my God, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) The aesthetic. The aesthetic of China, it's the landscape of it, the the design of the characters of this. Yes, Disney did borrow from all the Asian cultures to kind of Mm -hmm. make a, a, a... this amalgamation of what a Western idea of Eastern culture is. Yes. Euro China. Yeah. It's... (laughs) It's... It's... That's a bit inappropriate. You can you can you can discredit the movie for for having a very Western realized. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna 
put that all on Disney. It's just Western culture and our idea oh, yeah. of Eastern culture that is is <laughs> reflected, no pun intended, in in what they do in Milan. But it is a much different aesthetic than we've had in anything yeah. else we've watched this far, and that's really it's very refreshing. Because um, even well, it's, he, it, even yeah. Hercules, though that was Greek, it still felt like we'd been there before, right? right. It felt Aladdin-y, I guess. If that's a it is word interesting I'm that up. these last <laughs> Aladdin-y. Um, you know what? I'll buy it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, to continue making reference to Robocop, I do like, however, though that these like these last like the, the movies we've watched have definitely like the last what one two three four five six seven yeah eight eight um, the last eight movies that we've watched going back to Rescuers Down Under each one of them takes place in a very different world than what we have seen leading up to this point we've all the earlier movies that we watched have had kind of given us you know europe like like london europe mm-hmm. uh or or you know just kind of countryside or yeah. you know castle like well, just once upon countryside a time. Basically. Yeah. yep well but starting with rescuers on honor we had australia and then we went to france you know for beauty and the beast then we went to um uh what india basically right for right. Aladdin, the Middle East, yeah, yeah, Agrabah. the Middle East, um, and then we we go to Africa for Lion King, and then we're back to America, but we're in the 1800s, Amer- or sorry, uh, 1600s, 15, mm. 1400s, 16, 17. <laughs> Pick a guys, date. I can't do math. <laughs> ah, 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 prune. But we go to like old school America, but then we go we go back to Paris again for the Hunchback, but a different Paris, like a different kind of a little bit different of a time frame. Yeah, and then we go to Greece, and then we go to China. Like I like this. We're getting very uniquely different mm-hmm. worlds mm-hmm. and time frames for each one of these films. And it's it is, even though, like you said, that you know, Hercules, yeah, you watch that and you're kind of like, Yeah, I've seen this before. It, it still is kind of nice that yeah, we're seeing it. All right, that's that's it's different. This is not it's not again just another countryside with another castle. Yeah, yeah. And and the animation itself, I feel and this is the modernist looking of the films we've seen. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and I say that in that Hercules, or not Hercules, uh, Hunchback and Pocahontas and Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mary, they all, they all are great. You know, they all are visually wonderful. Uh, but Mulan itself felt the most like something we could watch now. On, on TV specifically, I'm not going to, I'm not comparing it to the films per se, but something like Avatar The Last Airbender, which, uh, which plays with Eastern culture as well, Mulan feels like it could exist now like it could be it could be the animation style and it the use of CG and and hand drawn is blended mm-hmm. really nicely and it's very yep, clean definitely. It's, it's a very clean style um and and it, it nothing feels, was glaring nothing felt dated to me yeah like yeah, really yeah. like the CG cuz even the songs yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, even the even even the songs didn't feel like they were dated, except for that that one, one moment, <laughs> that one moment that I just laughed at. Synthesizer. I was, like, what is what? Is, why is this in the movie? But it only happens that one time. It never comes back, mm-hmm. and because it never comes back, I kind of forgot about it by the end of the film. You know, it it, it didn't hurt my opinion of the movie because of that one thing. But no, the, yeah, everything else looked just it it it's it's funny. This movie is what nineteen years old. In, in uh, 98, yeah, it was yeah. 98. And it, it 
it definitely, yeah, I will fully agree. It did not feel like it was that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of those, insane. so good. Some of those older movies, you, you, you would maybe, maybe a kid might look at it and be like, oh, I don't know, it doesn't look like it doesn't look as good as Frozen. It doesn't look as good as Tangled. Like they, not every kid's gonna do that, but there's there's mm-hmm. a developed taste in what we offer in animation now. We like we're making animated movies. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> TC, you know very well. I have 35 <laughs> animated films under my belt right now. This is true. I, this is true. I am making. Uh, asylum pictures level ripoffs of each one of these movies <laughs> those, that we watch. Those dollar store like like <laughs> the Lion Prince. <clears throat> yes, you know, uh, Independent Days. <laughs> you know, like those. What's you're just what is this anyway? Yeah, actually, I think the, it was like Invasion Days. Hmm? I I, I want to get into the, to the heart of how I feel about this film. Okay, and, let's and do it. This movie has found the balance in everything that Disney has been doing in 35 films. I, I, you, can, uh, you can disagree with me if you want, but allow me to present my argument. The, okay. We've talked about the balance of humor versus the drama, and it's never a jarring switch from one to the other. We've, we, the, the way the music pushes the story forward, the way the, sub, the supporting characters are part of the plot, every, everything that they've been attempting to do, they've hit the pocket on it. Like looking at Phil from Hercules... He has a, he's he's one of the best parts of Hercules because he has like a very legitimate arc. Well, Mushu has a very legitimate arc in this. He mm-hmm. has an arc. Uh, Shang has an arc. He's he uh, uh, Mulan being is obviously our main character, but all the characters, every character that has a speaking role in this movie has an arc. Um, the the use of sidekicks. Okay, we have our nonverbal sidekick in Lucky Cricket, and it's right. and it's. And it's better than what they tried with Miko and Flit. It's it's the non-speaking sidekick character, and it's just the right amount. And then we have our fast-talking 80s comedian sidekick character, and it's just the right amount. And we have uh, Mulan herself is a true story, like Pocahontas, but it's done right. And the the fantastical elements of this don't don't take away from the realistic elements of this. It's done just right. The balance of this movie is just impeccable. It's it's incredible. I I agree, and I definitely agree with you about the fantastical elements because much like like I mentioned before, the, 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 the mother tree or the tree from Pocahontas that just, to me, and still to this day, feels so out of place. Like, there's no other magical, mystical elements in that movie, mm-hmm. and now you're introducing a talking tree, talking living tree. Right. <laughs> it just takes me out of it. Whereas this one, the concept of the ancestors and the fact that Mushu is a dragon that was brought to life to to ring the gong, but then has to go and help, you know, help out. Never ever felt weird to me. Yeah, he, I, it was the. I completely agree. It was the right balance of that element. That I, I just, I bought into it. I went, yeah, no, okay, I agree. Keep going. Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> Despite, even down to the fact that the ancestors are of all different cultures. Mm. <laughs> there are Jewish ones, there are American Midwest, there are Asians. <laughs> I don't understand who these it's, ancestors are, ancestors of. <laughs> that's, the, that's the use of the modernized humor used effectively in this and never to the detriment of of slipping in fart jokes and burp jokes like they didn't have to do that having an uh, having a a a force of nature villain though though he is underdeveloped 
again, is not a detriment to this film because it's all about Mulan herself, our title character, our female heroine. She has been crowned a princess, so I can call her a Disney princess, but she's also the most, uh, she is doing things on an adult level that we've never seen from our heroines and heroes before. Right. Her entire motivation for why she's doing this is selfless. She she doesn't dream of seeing another world. She doesn't dream right. about being part somewhere else or something else. It's all this very internal adult and real struggle that she's going through. And and thematically, she she sets that aside for selfless reasons to go out and and protect her family's name and her father and in the process finds what she's been looking for the whole time and never and no one else gives it to her she finds it herself and in the end she she comes back finding her true reflection being able to see the girl in the mirror that that she sees in herself and and going one step further whereas all of our we've had princesses in the past who have who've ended up with the man in the end and kissed them and they mm-hmm. live happily ever after and we've had like Pocahontas watching John Smith go off on the ship Mulan ends up with the guy but she doesn't kiss him she invites him to dinner which is a far more adult and realistic and wonderful ending to that arc right they didn't it's not a conclusion of like now you'll be a wife which people have have criticized this movie for people there are critics of this movie there are people who've commented and said oh she just goes through all that to go home and be a wife no she goes home to pay her respects to her father and her father his arc is he he takes that sword and that medal and he sets it aside and he embraces his daughter and that arc in that in that show don't tell is so powerful that moment when he does that, I I I, I nearly lost it because I was like, oh, <laughs> he's just happy that she's home and alive, yeah. and and she, you know he loves her for her, not for the the like what she proved she could do. Right, and and that exploration of adult themes, which is something they tried with Hunchback, which is something they tried in Pocahontas, they just nail it here. It's not heavy-handed. It's not out of place. It is beautifully crafted. And it's it's just it makes me so happy. I didn't. I obviously am a fan of this movie, as you can hear, and how passionately mm-hmm. I'm speaking of it. Mm-hmm. But it that this all this that I'm coming that I've come to this conclusion didn't happen until I rewatched this film this time. I've always loved this movie. I've always been a huge fan of this movie. But but really looking at it and and being critical about this movie and being analytical about this movie for this podcast specifically opened my eyes to a whole bunch of stuff that has never struck me before. And that's such a credit to the film that you could peel back layer after layer and find more to it. The lucky cricket has an arc, Jeff. Like (laughs) (laughs) The character that doesn't talk. (laughs) I do... Uh, with everything that you just said, in addition to that, as we've already mentioned prior, some of the writing in this movie is just fantastic. Some of the lines that come out <laughs> are either are either just absolutely hilarious or are just dark. Like <laughs> like near the beginning, and I wrote this one down, and I have to just mention it because I I wrote it down because I I I, I almost I almost want to blatantly rip it off and use it in one of my movies one time oh it's um, an homage it's, it's an homage it's yeah. an homage <laughs> is the is is when they is when uh, the bad guy captures um two two guys 
and he tells him that they're gonna, he's going to let him live to deliver a message, and they yeah. run off. Yeah. And the one goes, the one guy, the one henchman's oh, like, how right. many, how many men does it take to deliver a message? And the yes. bad guy's just like, one. one. And he pulls back the arrow to shoot. Oh man, I went, dang movie. That's good. That's good. And oh, it's, that was brilliant. Uh, like, because then it just shows how how cold blooded that character is. Because mm-hmm. he he lets one of them think that they're getting away. Yeah. And he's just like, nope. This is just a, this is a to prove to the other one that I do let live. I am dead serious that yeah. I don't care. That's oh, oh, that's great. So good. The the use of the the doll from the village is another example of like oh yes. that is that's implied on such a great level. It's oh. I, we we often credit uh, credit Pixar. A lot of people do credit Pixar for being able to give stories for children which have very deep and adult themes to them. And it's and it's the subtlety in that doll moments or in the how many people does it take to give a message moments like that's mm-hmm. heavy duty but it's not yes. it's not it's not gonna harm a kid by watching that they're not gonna like get the no. wrong idea because it'll they're like oh he's a bad guy they'll get that but then yep. looking looking at it from an adult perspective it's like oh man Woo. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known better as a child that would have scarred me <laughs> and the, and there's it's a lot such of a good so well done so there's well a done. lot of great setup and payoff in this movie with with things like the doll with with uh, things like doing it take a, I'll make a man out of you I'll make a geisha out of you <laughs> um, uh, God, there's blood in this there's blood in this movie yes. and it's it's not gratuitous at all, but I, what is the first moment where there's blood? It's someone gets hit, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's on the on the Great Wall of China, like right at the beginning when when the oh, attack yes. happens. I'm like, holy cow! Okay, is this gonna be is this gonna be Hunchback and Pocahontas? And they it's just <laughs> again that fine balance, that right amount. Yep. Oh, but it's so well done, TC. <laughs> okay, I feel like based upon your prior comments regarding mm-hmm. the film that you just gave we might as well do this where yeah. do you rank this out of the movies that we've watched i i did struggle with this a little bit jeff because I, I my initial response walking out of mulan was like wow that is that's so cinematic it's 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 everything they've been trying to do right here in one film and i had to i had to seriously consider am i gonna put this at my number one am i gonna put this above aladdin um, mm-hmm. Because I love Aladdin, and Aladdin is and a lion, and I love Lion King, and I and it's. But I I have to, I'm going to put Mulan as my number one because it's the culmination of everything they've been trying to do here. I know that's that might seem odd to people that I'm I'm a movie that is so classic like Aladdin or Lion King, but watching it the first time and then watching it again just yesterday to for this episode. And just never having a moment where I want to look away. Mm-hmm. Never being taken out of the film by anything other than, oh, I never thought of that before. That's amazing. Right. Um, I think this is this is the culmination of everything. I've said it already, but this is the culmination of everything that Disney has been trying to do. And I think Walt himself would have been proud of this film. And... And there's even more. Like we've we've obviously we've babbled on for almost an hour now, but there's there's so many little details that they put into this to to achieve this film, to bring in new new songwriters and new directors, um, mm-hmm. to be supported by veteran animators and producers, um, to bring in the right voice actors, to even go so far as um, uh, uh, Yao Ling and and Xian Pao, 
who are the three sidekicks to Mulan, have all mm-hmm. played cross-dressers earlier in their career. B.D. Wong, uh, Harvey Firestein, um, they have played cross-dressers in their career. And I know that's silly, but that's that can't be a coincidence. They, I feel no. like they that tipped the scale. Like Harvey Firestein didn't even want to do the role because he wanted... He wanted an Asian to do the role. He wanted. He didn't think there was enough uh, opportunities for Asian Americans to do the role, and and had to be convinced to do it. Um, he does feel. I will say this: he doing a voice while he has such a unique voice, mm-hmm. like he's a very recognizable voice from the '90s. Come on, people! This is Doubtfire and Independence Day. Okay, come on! My, you gotta, know who we, this guy is. Okay? I gotta call my mother. Yeah. I got to call my lawyer. No, F him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like you, he does feel a little out of place, Mm -hmm. but still I'm like, okay, no, I still buy it. I still am okay with him doing the voice. The, the, the most out of place voice for me is Donny Osmond. I think Donny Osmond does a fantastic job. I think Shang is a really cool character because he has this arc of wanting to prove his father, he has to prove himself worthy of his father's name. Hello, mm-hmm. I mean the juxta the uh, the parallels there are great. And over the course of his supposed failures, he realizes he he can be his own man. Like that's really small. It's a subplot. Uh, but Shang Li Shang is such a cool character. Donny Asman is a weird choice to voice it because yeah, maybe it would have been better to have an Asian Asian doing the part. In fact, Jackie Chan is the voice of Li Shang in the Mandarin release of this film and does the singing. <laughs> like that's pretty great. So now, right? <laughs> so now Donny Osmond does do just the singing voice. Oh, are you serious? I, yes. Oh my God. I could have sworn he was the, the voice actor. Who's the voice. BD, actor? BD Wong does the actual talking voice. Oh my voice. God. I've completely misnoted that BD Wong Oh my God! I'm well. Hell, there you go, uh, <laughs> Jeff. Edit that Not out. To just throw no. uh, a little. Uh, no, 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 there, no, no. But... no. Correct me. I'm sorry. I, I am. I apologize to our listeners that I, I so factually screwed that up. Oh my God! <laughs> I am. A I sh- just didn't want. I, I was just reading through it. And I'm, I'm like. I'm like. Because I knew Donny Osmond da- doing the, the the song. I knew that much. Oh my I just gosh, didn't. I... I didn't think a thing of it as to whether or not he did the speech. I just assumed he did. I'm like, like the man's an actor, so yeah, yeah. yeah why wouldn't I, he have done the talking I am, voice? I am embarrassed by that, uh, that and, and luckily Jeff edited this all out, so my face has not got egg on it. Um, yep. Th- thank you, Jeff, for that. Uh, Instead, so let, it's let's, got uh, two pieces of bacon and some toast. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, cool. Let's uh, let's um, <laughs> let's jump in so you can edit to this point, so I don't look like okay. an idiot. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna cut in when it says you're, uh, when you say idiot. Idiot. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, this is our well, last. This is our last musical till two thousand nine. Oh man! Yep, we are done hearing characters sing. I'm till, I'm kind of sad by that actually. Yeah, I, I am too. I did not realize it until I I looked at what we have coming, and I'm like, oh my god, we don't have any other musicals until oh Prince, yeah, Princess number forty nine is the next. Yes, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so that kind of makes me sad. We're, we we have end. This is the end of an era. This is very much so the end of an era. But Jeff, and, I uh, I don't expect that you love this movie as much as me. Not that you dislike it. It's not that it's the best or the worst, right? You can be in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I am mm-hmm. curious of all the movies we've watched so far, where do you rank this movie? So it this one wasn't for me as clear cut of a oh, it's this. 
answer like like what i've had for some of the other movies that we've had mm-hmm. uh going into this obviously like aladdin was a no-brainer um you know and lion king was definitely in hunchback hunchback was definitely like oh yeah no it's that mm-hmm. without a question it's that um now that we're you know we, we this is our sixth movie as part of this set so now it's we're it's a little harder because now it's like oh well but i liked this and this about this one but i didn't like this about this and you know try to like basically teetering the the points until i could figure out what my actual answer would be um i as much i i I really did enjoy this film i i i liked the songs you know there's not a lot of songs in this one like we've had in some of the movies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. excuse me uh but uh, for a lot of the same reasons as you gave like i loved the voice acting on it i thought the balance of of the humor and the mystical and the real and the quote-unquote realistic was very well done i bought it i was you know i'm on board there wasn't anything that felt incredibly out of place uh the animation was definitely beautiful i did make the note that i'm like oh the cg crowds and like the cg people like looked a lot better <laughs> i they blend like i knew they still were just because i'm tr- i've trained myself to look for it but watching it i went no those those look really good, like compared to even Hercules, you know, the the year before when it came to the the was it the Hydra, um, right, or whatever yes. they yeah, they yep, kept the, cutting the head off. Mm-hmm, that's a Hydra. Uh, but like, I, I'm like, oh no, that that looks great, and I liked the ending, and yeah, I I wanted to just keep watching the movie. I was on board with it the entire way through. Now, having said all of that, it is not my number one. Okay, good. And unfortunately, it is not my number two. Oh. But it beat out Hunchback, TC. Okay. (laughs) It is my number three. But here's the thing. It is a higher number three. This is one of those where Lion King and It, Mm -hmm. I, I toyed with bouncing between the two of them. Like I'm, I, I had the movie it with the clown Lion King and Mulan, just to be clear. (laughs) And what, what did I say? You you said Uh, Lion King and It. And It. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did we not just talk for about the movie It for the last hour? I thought I thought I thought that's what you meant when you said Stephen King oh. off air. Mm. I was so confused. Mm-hmm. I was referencing a conversation TC and I had before we started recording. Did you know? Shh. Did you know that B D Wong was the voice of Lee Shang and Danny Osmond was the singing voice? <laughs> <laughs> no, and you've been making me say it wrong this I entire know, but... time, TC. So it was <sighs> to get back to your ranking. It's this. This is one of those. Uh, this is one of those tight races, right? Is that what you're saying? It was a tight race. It bounced back and forth on for me a couple of times, and I even toyed with changing it while we were talking. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, no, I, you know what? I I really did enjoy this movie. Um, but when it comes down to it, I am still, I still love Aladdin and Lion King for two very distinct reasons. Yeah, and and you I'm, know, I'm and there with you. Lion King, Aladdin, and now Mulan are are all number ones as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. it, it, having to put them in a rank, I mean, you're forcing me, Jeff. You're really you're really See, twisting my arm here. I am forcing you to put things in columns because that's how uh, we make things good. Uh, this goes here. This goes here. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's uh, <laughs> order everything. Um, order sixty six. So. <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, no, there it is. Thank you. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, could not help myself. The, could not this, help myself. This movie has such an empowerment to it, and it's more than just the the female empowerment of this movie. It's uh, the the girl. That's girl power right from the the start, where she she does her morning routine with little brother, another little fun character that comes and goes, the dog, mm-hmm. little brother. Um, and uh, and she has her 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 morning routine where she gets the chicken, the dog to feed the chickens, and and we show it. It's got girl empowerment through the whole thing but even more so it's the empowerment of of being able to look in the mirror and see something worthwhile to 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 see yourself and be and be okay with yourself and that's not just a feminine thing or a male thing that's a human thing and uh, the fact that the they say there's such a wonderful thing say like the the late blooming flower is often the most beautiful that's um a single grain can tip the scale like it's those 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 are very real lessons that are wonderful to bestow on and not just kids but to be reminded of as an adult that we're all in this constant struggle to to be able to look at our reflection and and be happy with what we see um but and knowing that you can be a late bloomer and still be beautiful like that's those are such wonderful little things within the film Uh, what you still there for me jeff I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> you were just saying all the beautiful things that I could not top that. <laughs> I just let you keep talking. Mushu says bunny slippers. Mushu says bunny slippers. You missed him. He was three point funnier. How did you miss him? Sorry, this is my other favorite. Is my other favorite line from when she shoots what she shoots the the the, the giant like uh, firecracker or right, fire the, rocket the rocket and he's just going <laughs> off rocket. into the distance yelling at her like you did it um, you uh, missed him some he was three feet in front of you <laughs> uh, some other quick notes uh, Shifu the attendance is voiced by James Hong who you um, of recent he was in uh, Kung Fu Panda but he's Ooh. one of those he's one of those uh, actors when you he's in everything. He's the old Asian man. You'll see him and go, oh, <laughs> yep. yes, yep. James Hong. Who has always looked like an old age. Like he's, <laughs> he's never been young. looked old. He's never been dude's young. From, by the way, dude is from <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Just throwing that out there, really? everybody, okay? I did he is not from Minnesota. know that. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, dude I, has always looked like that. <laughs> uh, we have a, Anyways, keep going. We have another horse entry, Khan the horse, oh, Mulan's yes, horse. And he's, and Voiced he, by the ever popular Frank Welker. Did he do? Did he do cricket as well? Yes, he did. Of course, he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Khan the horse in here. Uh, fun little fact: Mulan is one of two princesses to ever wear pants. <laughs> Ooh. Her and Jasmine are the only two. Can- Candace told me that one. She's like, she. I don't know where she. She must have found it online or something. But she pointed out that Mulan is one of only two princesses to ever wear pants. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm not surprised. Uh- <laughs> It's uh, well, I, I feel like she would have to wear pants because yeah. I, I feel like if Mulan walked in wearing <laughs> a dress, hey, that's her, a woman. Her her thinly veiled Superman mm-hmm. disguise that she's got going on, where she pulls her hair back, yeah, and she's a completely different person. <laughs> it's the it's the Clark Kent. Uh, it is. It's totally the Clark Kent uh, disguise. God, I love the God Jeff. Like the the first song, the first song in the movie, bring honor to us all. She'll bring honor to us all. That's what she did in the end. They were all talking yep. about she'll get married, she'll make a good wife, she'll bring honor to us all. No, she she defeated the the Huns and saved China and brought honor to her father. Boom! That's beautiful. <laughs> a lot of foreshadowing, but in different ways. And I do believe, just as a quick side note, I think that's one of the things that Stephen Schwartz does really, really well. Um, if, in his music. if anybody out there has listened to his, as you know, if seen his actual musicals, because I mean, he did Wicked. 
That's probably oh, what he's yeah, yeah. most recently known for, you know. But even even in Wicked, he's got songs that come off that way where it's you listen to the lyrics and you're like, oh, well, this is supposed, you know, at first glance, you're like, it's supposed to be about this. But then you realize how it works its way into the plot mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how it's actually referencing what <laughs> really happens, not what you think it happens on the surface. So yep. well done. Yeah. So well, so well done. Uh, a, a, a little trope here, and this might be a first, Jeff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and do it. Oh, oh, do it. The tough grandma. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a new? Mm. Have we seen tough grandma before? Because we do get tough, tough grandma again. Grandma. I don't. Think I don't we, think we've seen tough, think we've grandma. tough grandma. Yeah, tough, tough, tough grandma will come back again as a. I guess that's a trope, but we'll call it a first here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't remember seeing a tough grandma yet, so I will call that a. I will say that I'll call that a first. <laughs> good job, TC. Thank uh, you. Good job. Did, good job. Did, yeah, yeah. Animal sidekick to the villain. Animal sidekick yep. to the hero. Uh, did I miss any? I, I assume you wrote them down, but you yep, didn't. That you was didn't. that was. Those are the ones that I have. I haven't been talking about them just because yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. they've been a lot of the same thing over yeah. and over again. And I don't. I want to save our time for other important stuff. All right. Do you uh, want to get into a comment section, or do you want to get into I've, a film theory? Uh ooh. Yeah. What do you have a? You have a, a you I'll have do a, theory. You have a theory. Let's do a theory real All quick right. here, okay? Uh, now, right. now, if, uh, again, this is a diving into the internet and searching around and trying to find a good one. This one's great. Okay. Mushu goes to wake up the great stone dragon, and he breaks it. Right. <laughs> 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 Which I did have a note going. Did Mushu just straight up kill a dragon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, one yes. might think so. Now the thing is, Mushu hitting that gong to wake up the el- the the ancients, uh, the the ancestors. Works mm-hmm. right away. He has no problem doing it. I live. All right. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. Come on, Great Stone Dragon. Wake up. Why didn't it work for the Great Stone Dragon? Jeff, earlier in the film, when we watched the reflections montage, Mulan sits on the Great Stone Dragon and looks into the reflection, her reflection in the water before her and asks, who is this girl I see standing right in front of me? The theory is... That the great She's stone the dragon. dragon is Mulan. Ooh. Yeah. Now, uh, Ooh. There's, 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 there's plenty of evidence for this. I've, I've stated that Mushu didn't wake up the dragon. All right. Um, there is dragon imagery all over this thing. Um, the, the first thing, when we see the title, there's a dragon underneath Mulan's name. Uh, the sword that she, her father uses, that she takes from her father, has a dragon on it. Um, the, the 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 moment that did it for me where I'm like holy cow because this I've talked about the layers in this movie and the new and the details that they put into little things when she sits at the great stone dragon and says who's and says the and sings reflections right mm-hmm. the end of the film is her father hugging her on the other side of the water and it's and it's presented in a point of view from across the water from where she would have been sitting on the great stone dragon meaning that the last shot of the film is from what would be the great stone dragon's point of view looking at mulan succeeding in her destiny interesting now there's some there's some fun videos on here i think it's the carlin brothers who you've pointed me at before as a great mm-hmm. breakdown of this theory and i i love it it's not, it, it just, it seems so obvious. And it's not a matter of like digging to find it. It was just waiting for you to find it. And uh, yeah, so Mulan is the great stone dragon. 
to bring honor to I us like all. I like that. Yeah, I like that theory. That that because that is a good point, and I that I guess that I I, I didn't really think too much about it because I'm like, oh, this is just a this is just a. Uh, like a like a like a plot device that oh right, he couldn't right. wake him up and whatever. But that is a good point. Like why 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 didn't the dragon wake up? Why didn't that work? Well, then it must have been actually something else. There's some other reason why the mm. dragon didn't work. Because all his ancestors are still alive. Why didn't the dragon show up? Right. Like that just it all starts to make sense. TC Mulan is you, the great stone dragon. That is genius. <clears throat> So there you go. I like that. I, I, if anyone disagrees on that, that's fine. But I'm, I'm curious to see if anyone else had ever thought of that in our comment section. Uh, and you can hit us up on facebook.com slash topshelfpod if you do want to comment on an episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before we record, this is how much I have. I've only talked to you today, so I've lost my voice in talking to you. <laughs> I was working all day today, writing, just sitting silently for like eight hours straight. And Jeff's like, time to record. I'm like, oh, Jeff, I feel Jeffrey, like that's some mornings because I usually, because usually on a Sunday, I, I, as I live alone, I don't talk to anybody all day on Sunday. And I don't talk to any, obviously, I don't talk to myself out loud. So then I go into work Monday morning, and uh, my, you know, somebody at work would be like, hey, Jeff, how was your weekend? I go, fine, fine. <laughs> and they just look at me and I'm like, they're like, you haven't talked since Saturday. I'm like, nope, nope. This is the first time since Saturday night I talked. This so is weird. Instead of us talking, let's have the fans talk. And if the fans want to yes. talk to us, uh, they can hit us up on facebook.com top shelf pod, or you can tweet at us. I'm at TC's big head. Jeff's at random bell. And uh, we, we post on Mondays before we record. If you want us to have a point of conversation or after you've listened to the episode, engage us in some conversation. I've had some wonderful back and forths with our oh, listeners yes. uh, with some ideas we might have missed or things we didn't jump on and, and it's a lot of fun talking to you guys uh, everybody I, loves TC you <laughs> all no, know this and no. you don't even know him in person <laughs> see how awesome he is uh, yeah no, I know it, he's a great it. person no, and I've... I'm gonna go sing Reflection because I don't know who I actually <laughs> who am is anymore that <laughs> anyhow I want to be the great white dragon I want to be <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> bunny slippers, bunny slippers. You lied Curse to me. On you. You're not. Curse li- on your cow. Li- there we go. We're back. <laughs> How did you miss? Okay, uh, we we do have a, quite a few comments from us, and uh, so so you folks, I'm gonna get all your comments here, and thus making this our longest episode to date. Uh, Natasha says, love this movie and the music. I tend to quote it on a daily basis. I always wondered, is it Mulan? Is it her ancestors are talking about when they say, your great-granddaughter was a (laughs) (laughs) cross-dresser? If if they weren't talking about Mulan, there's cross-dressing in that family line. (laughs) Which then means like it. It feels it's more natural that they yeah, would. Yeah, just yeah. Wanna... It's just, oh, it's just what Uncle 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 uh, Mike used to do. You know, just dress up like a, <laughs> like a geisha. Actually, it's what B D Wong Thursday did. Night. It's what oh. B D Wong did to start his career. Like I said, other cross dressers in the cast. Wyatt Tucker says. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> I think Mulan up to this point is the film that I have quoted the most. Another person who quotes the movie a lot, Jeff. Uh, so many great line deliveries in the film, particularly June Foray is a wonderful voice actress, Mulan's grandmother. And let's be real here. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Just one of the best Disney songs. Obviously, we agree with you, Wyatt. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Andrea, uh, thank you for commenting, Andrea. She says, uh, I just love the movie Mulan. 
She's such a great character. I also feel like Disney did a great job developing Shang and her friends. Yes, I agree with you. Mushu is a great sidekick. Eddie Murphy was such a great casting here. Uh, there's a horse sidekick. I feel like the movie is beautifully animated as well. You agree with all of us on this, Andrea. You have listened to the right episode. This movie came out when she was around 12. It was also a perfect time for her to see this heroine. And I love that she hugs the emperor in the end. That's right. That Pat Marina voicing the emperor. Um, That she hugs him in the end. Yeah, uh, Andrea, obviously we agree with you on all these points. But thank you for reminding me that she hugs the emperor in the end. That's such a great... That's such a sweet moment. <laughs> because because Mulan's not, she's not refined. She's not, she doesn't, not that she's disrespectful, but she just, she, she, she leads with her heart. And in that moment of, he gives her, you know, he honors her. I, I feel like her, what she's realizing is that she has done her father proud. And yep. all, all she can do is just reach forward and thank the man who validated her for everything that she, the person, the person who validated for her for everything. Because right. the reason it's important that it's the emperor is that there's no higher authority in the country. Not that the, that she needs the celebrity of the fame, but he he validates everything that she's done. And what, what else are you going to do but lean forward and hug the man? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. I I have nothing to add to that. That's okay. That's okay. I'm terrible tonight. I'm Uh, terrible tonight. (laughs) Uh, Thomas says, I'm just running through all of Mushu's lines in my head. That's all I (laughs) thought of keeps happening. Keep doing it. It keeps you happy. It keeps me upbeat. Thomas says, uh, and he he actually keeps it concise, that um, uh, this is his favorite Disney movie. And, um, and he has he puts no pressure on us. I'm glad I didn't read this before we recorded. I was like, oh god, Thomas <laughs> wants us to make this our number one. So he likes me. He's mad at you. Um, oh, he's known <laughs> me longer. <laughs> uh, this is the first uh, Disney character he can emphasize with. He clearly remembers seeing the movie in theaters when he was ten. Uh, he relates to her her struggles with self identity and pleasing her family. Her awkward posturing during Bring Honor to Us All. I love that she tries to cheat. Right when she writes the cliff notes on her arm. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and she and he and Thomas has to be careful listening to reflections because it gets him every time. Um, See, I, hey, yeah. I'm right there. Yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, Colin from Top Shelf Oscars podcast and and fellow Top Shelfer, I guess, uh, a Ghost Hats contributor, uh, asks Jeff. Did Desmond Child help write any of the music for this Disney film? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. This has nothing to do with Disney, everybody, but I will just say it right now. First off, Colin, unfortunately, no, he did not write any music for any of the Disney films. Desmond <laughs> Child, for those of you out there, look him up on Wikipedia and look at... So he's a, he's a musician. He's a musician-writer. Mm-hmm. He was in a band. He is known for producing and writing songs for other artists. Yeah. Look his Wikipedia page up on uh, uh, just online, mm-hmm. and look at all the songs that he helped write or co-write, and for whom. Okay, so he's got a you. <laughs> oh man, I spent three days making a Spotify playlist that is all <laughs> the songs Child. on Spotify that Desmond Child helped <laughs> co-write. This yeah. man, once you realize that 
he wrote songs, you will hear similarities <laughs> between all of them. Because he wrote, like, he helped co-write, like, Living on a Prayer and uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. But then he also wrote songs for, like, for for, that, for Bon Jovi. But he wrote songs for Kiss and what? Cher and oh Madonna. He wrote songs for Aerosmith. I think he helped co-write Crazy by Aer- for Aerosmith. Like, you start looking up the songs he wrote. Yeah. This man has been writing hits <laughs> that you know of but never knew he helped co-write the song so it's, for the last 35 years. So it's almost a fluke that he never wrote a Disney song is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And now it's a joke that whenever, because I'm the one that brought it up, yeah. now it's a joke that whenever we hear like whenever we hear a song online, thank you, Colin, for introducing this in-joke with the entire <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you, Colin. Uh, but yeah, yes. so now it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> well, just look him up, people. Look him Des- up. Desmond I, I, Child. I swear. Go. Desmond Child. Look him up. <laughs> uh, any any tweets, Jeff? Have we got any tweets from any? I think well, you we did get a tweet last week on the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, the date not important. Just date not important. Um, it's, it's, that, I, it's March. It doesn't matter what month it is. It's March. <laughs> it's March 42nd. Welcome <laughs> to that day. Um, but uh, I, I, we got a tweet. I got a, a tweet from a new, I'm a, not, I can't say a new listener, but this is the first time that they've tweeted us. Uh, Disfan established 94. Uh, that's not their entire handle. That's what I'm saying their handle is. That's pretty much what they're saying. Um, they just wanted to say... Uh, they want to drop by and say a thank to you and me, TC, that they mm-hmm. love the podcast. It's extremely entertaining and insightful, and they're happy that they found it. So keep up the good work. And then All they posted, right. they posted, uh, they posted Peter Pan. Well, they not posted Peter Pan. They posted. Uh, it's the Lost uh, Boys the and Wendy's celebrating. And Wendy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So thank you, thank you for listening. It's uh, it's always good to find new followers and uh, new people who have discovered our podcast and yeah. enjoy the randomness that we <laughs> that whatever this is. I I still after thirty six episodes I still don't so. know what this podcast is <laughs> well, well thank you disfanis94 now i know i know your yes. name probably is disney fan established 1994 which is probably right. what it means but i'd like to think it's disfanist like i'm the fanist of disney there's no fannierest disney fan than me or for, or you not me i mean i mean I'm, you're dis, you're the you're disfanist or guys next <laughs> I broke. Next week, I broke. next next week, TSD is going to say that you can tweet us at Random Bell and Disfanniest ninety four because he will now have taken that Twitter name. Won't you? I'm the Disfanniest, y'all. <laughs> I think I think that's all I have, Jeff. Oh no, I oh, think I, I, I think did, we almost broke TC. What? Yes, I did have one more comment, and this actually was a, okay. ne- a negative comment towards towards the Uh-oh. film, and I'll be brief about Uh-oh. it. But it was Uh-oh. that uh, this is from Julianne. And this is this is a, I had a very pleasant conversation with her. This was not like there was no trolling here at all. <laughs> um, but uh, Julianne uh, came and said that she thinks this movie is not as feminist as it thinks it is. And she goes on to state examples like listen to the lyrics like make a man out of you and bring honor to us all and a girl worth fighting for. The film doesn't fight stereotypes. It reinforces them. And Julianne, I, I, I have to wholeheartedly disagree that you. And I and I and we've con- conversed about this. You missed the whole point of the movie, <laughs> because because yes, absolutely. On its surface, those songs, the themes that they're they're exploring in here are really sexist. But that's the point. Um, Mulan doesn't become a man to achieve everything. She outdoes every man in this movie to win, proving that mm-hmm. making a man out of someone is is moot. That's not the point. The point is to just become the best version of yourself. 
And that's that's why having those those songs and those very uh, uh, gender roles definitions as they were, um, yeah, that, that that's important to have there. Um, uh, she rises above all that. So uh, that was I had a great conversation with her, but it was worth I I did say I'd mention it on the cast as well in case there's other people out there as well who may agree with Julianne that that this movie isn't as empowering as as some people might state it is. Um, mm-hmm. I I say look closer. <laughs> Look at look look at your reflection. What do you see? <laughs> you don't bring up that oh, song. Sorry, I sorry, just sorry, sorry. Ra- Let's wrap it up, Jeff. Wolf. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I put a curse on you. Um, on, well, on your family. So, on your, on your family. <laughs> on your cow. Oh, God, I'm sorry. That line. It's great. Oh, I can't help myself. I do enjoy a yelling Eddie Murphy from time to time. <laughs> Classic yelling Eddie Murphy. Just there's something about his voice that mm-hmm. I don't know. I get a kick out of. I can't help it. So this what? week was Mulan. Let's talk yes. about next week's what movie do we real do? quick, what, shall we? Yeah, what are we doing next week? I actually don't know. I well, noticed. we are watching the number 37 film, mm-hmm. a little film that came out in 1999, another movie that Jeff has not seen. Okay. Is this? We are watching Tarzan. Tarzan. Okay. I thought it was Tarzan. Okay. Yep. Okay. If you, I, we will be going, this is a re rewatch because I actually did an episode of the rewatchman of Tarzan. So I'm going oh, yeah. to be I'm returning to it a second time to reevaluate it. If you'd like to find that out, so you can find the rewatchment on iTunes and and listen to that all up. So it's quite a few years ago, so I can't promise I'm uh, as eloquent as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you know who voted uh, who voiced Lee Shang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donnie Osmond, pretty sure the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so ne- so you've never seen Tarzan. I have. I'm no. really excited to see because uh, this this one has this one has opinions around it. I'm interested to see what the listeners have to say. Which, as I mentioned, you can hit us up on Facebook.com/topshelfpod or tweet at us. Um, so yeah, there there we go. Let's do this. Fantastic. Well, let's do it. But let's do it <laughs> next week, TZ. Next week. Oh, right. cliffhanger! <laughs> it's not really. We haven't watched the movie yet. Yeah. So everybody, well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for uh, you know <laughs> tagging along for the week that Jeff needed off. Uh, oh. And uh, um, hopefully we won't do that much again. But you know, every once in a while it has to happen. But yeah. either way, thanks for listening, TC. Thank you for for I was gonna say for being here, but always for joining. Always the a pleasure. Stream. In here in spirit. <laughs> and with that, yeah, always spirit. Um, creepy ancestors who may or may not waken up a dragon. That's who you are, TC, to me. I, I wake oh, up, I bang the nice. gong every morning, and you are here. Weird. Uh, you're also Weird. a genie. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 10,000 right. years. This has been a podcast. We have been the people talking. And this is a sign-off. Yay! That was a good episode, everybody. Yeah. And I enjoyed that one. Jeff, but you know what I enjoyed more? What? Girl I see. Oh no! What, what did you enjoy more? Put a curse on you! <laughs> Put a curse on your Get family! Out Get out of okay, here! Get out of here! <laughs> this has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>